This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I'm your host, Vlord GTZ, and with me today I have one of my usual co-hosts, Marion. What's up, everybody? And also with us today, returning from our previous episodes, it's Allison. I'm back by popular demand, except this time it's the manga one. Yes, we gotta have you on both. It perfects the balance of the Demon Slayer podcast. Plus, we just need more people on in general. <laughs> Unfortunately, Sakaki isn't with us this week because he's probably sleeping. Catching up on sleep before work. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't blame him. Sleep is good. I need more of it. What just... else don't we know? <laughs> I think he probably just stayed up and then like his brain and body just like ran out of juice and now he's got to recharge. To be fair, he warned us that this might happen. So, we shouldn't be surprised. Like, he's sleeping. <laughs> like, he should. You say that, but you also don't sleep that good. I mean, I'm trying. I got a sleep study coming up. That, that'll probably help. I mean, Velard is used to it, though. I mean, Sakaki's also used to it, though. Like, he probably gets less sleep than me. But now he's, uh, he's, he's transitioning to a new lifestyle now that he has to work five days a week. That's true. But yeah. Kids, get sleep. Don't be like me or Sakaki. You don't want to live this lifestyle. Yeah. Learn some breath of disease. I only do it when I don't have to be anywhere the next day. I mean, I still do that. So, yeah. <laughs> Remember last summer when I was up till like 3am playing Fire Emblem Three Houses? Yes. Yes, I vividly remember that. Good times. Nowadays, I'm just up reading manga, because I have too many manga to review. Oh, nice. Speaking of manga, there's a new Demon Slayer chapter that came out today, huh? What? This podcast is about Demon Slayer? <laughs> I never would have guessed. It's in the title card. To be fair, uh, this chapter felt more like a, like a fighting game. <laughs> it kind of did. The, the chapter was like Blaze Blue. Or the, the chapter title. <laughs> yes, the Wheel of Fate. The That's Wheel literally of the turned. catchphrase from uh, Blaze Blue. Can't escape <laughs> the Wheel of Fate. Can't escape the Wheel of Fate. Yeah, but uh, we might as well just get straight into this chapter then. Okay. So yeah, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, chapter 192, The Wheel of Fate. So we start off here with uh, Tanjiro kind of doing a bit of a monologue where he's explaining that he's, uh, after receiving explanations hundreds of times, um, his understanding is like vastly changed um, about the forms of the Hinokami Kagura. And he's, uh, when he was like in his like uh, vision state, he got to see Yorichi do the forms close up, and he noticed all the wasteful movements that he personally was doing when he was using the Hinokami Kagura 
um, in his own battles, uh, from the differences in footwork um, to even the intervals between breaths. He then goes on to mention how Yorichi himself is a pretty quiet and simple person, um, but Suyako, Sumiyoshi's wife, had asked Yorichi to show off his different sword forms to her and Sumiyoshi, um, and he was kind enough to do it. And while Tanjiro was in Sumiyoshi's body, he carefully watched all of those moves and, like, burned them into his mind. And He used TiVo. <laughs> yes. Tanjiro has built-in TiVo, like all good boys have. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Tanjiro just explains that, like, Yurichi's sun breathing was just pure beauty, and, like, he understood, um why they were passed down in the Hinokami Kagura. Because when, like, Yorichi swung his sword, Yorichi looked more spirit than human. And, like, the forms, like, even excited Suyako and uh, their child, even though, like, they don't have any familiarity with, like, the actual combat purpose of it. Um, And before Yorichi leaves, he gives Sumayoshi his earrings, the... Same earrings that uh, Tanjiro now wears. Um, and Sumiyoshi realizes that this signifies that Yorichi doesn't plan to come back. But as a parting message to Yorichi, he thanks uh, him for saving their lives. And he tells him that he's going to carry on his legacy so that his life does not end with no value. And he says that he will pass down the ornaments, and the sun breathing to the future generations of the Kamado family. And the last thing we see of Yorichi is him smile and thank Sumiyoshi. It's a really, like, heartfelt moment, because we don't really get to see Yorichi emote that much, and despite all the tragedy and hardships that he's going to go through even past this point, it's nice to see that he had some closure to his struggle. Mm-hmm. Jumping out of the flashback, Tanjiro is mentioning how he he himself is also indebted to Yorichi, and he thanks him for helping his ancestors, and if it weren't for Yorichi, technically Tanjiro wouldn't even be born, because Sumiyoshi would have died. (laughs) So he's grateful for that as well, and he's also grateful for the fact that he spared Tamiyo's life, and he let her escape, and now in the present, Tamiyo's efforts have helped them tremendously to even get to the point that they are now with facing Muzan. And, like, uh, Tanjiro then goes on to elaborate that he can fight with the sun breathing that uh, Yorichi showed his ancestors. Um, and how the Twelve Forms have been passed down pretty accurately um, despite all the hundreds of years. Tanjiro remembers all his sword dancing moves and all their names. And how dancing and flame dance have similar names. And how he said his father mentions that learning to breathe properly will mean Tanjiro can dance for a long time. And then we get a flashback to when Tanjiro's dad did the Hinokami Kagura until dawn. Then we get a cool pic of Muzan's demon hair or claws or something. And then it shows all the different sword techniques in a circle, and it kind of looks like the sun. 
And he mentions that the 12 dances form a ring, resulting in the 13th form. I'm kind of embarrassed to admit that I didn't realize that was a sun right away. Oh, I couldn't read the kanji that good, but my visual brain told me that this looks like a sun. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense in retrospect, because yeah, that's literally a sun. Oh, uh, well, anyways, Tanjiro is like, I'm gonna try to dance all night so I can beat Muzan, and I have to stay alive until dawn. And then Tanjiro is all like, can I do what Yoroichi himself couldn't do? And then Tanjiro is going to do his best to keep his heart burning and not lose and not break his dance moves. Intense action scenes happen. Holy shit, this art looks amazing. Yeah, like, Tanjiro's face, as messed up as it is, it's just giving you, like, serious chills, like... His, like, uh, left eye is just, like, so focused on, like, Muzan. Like, you can literally see his veins just popping out from the eye. And his, like, even his, like, hands are just, like, tightly gripping his sword. Like, he will never let it go. It's sort of like he looks like a demon and Muzan kind of looks like a human because he's got the pretty white hair and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's like... It kind of is like that in a way, like, just from the facial appearances, Muzan now looks more human than Tanjiro. Yeah, so, like, a lot of cool action scenes involving Tanjiro swinging his sword, and there's fireballs everywhere, and Muzan swinging his arm tentacles like a crazy octopus with a hot human body. Yeah, and then we see, like, a a big uh, full-page... A panel where Tanjiro's charging in with the fire surrounding him, and after that, uh, we we cut to some sequences of him just like going through the, like dodging the, the, the tentacle wires, and like uh, Muzan sees like a glimpse of Yorichi in Tanjiro's form, and he goes a ghost, and that just immediately has him like kind of like rage out and like start lashing everywhere and Tanjiro has to like jump back it looks like he got slashed a bit on the side of his arm and yeah uh Tanjiro he's like I see I saw it the reason that uh Muzan defeated everyone it's because there are nine tubes on his back and there's two arms and he also projects eight even faster tubes from his thighs and he attacks with them and it looks like Muzan can change shape. If I think of him as having a fixed form, he's going to strike in an unexpected way. So Tanjiro is basically like, in like uh, like a split second, has realized what it took a couple chapters for all the pillars to, to realize, which is kind of funny. The sun breathing is too powerful. And uh, on the next page, we see him training the techniques together. He goes sun breathing, dance, raging sun, fire wheel and uh we can see how some of these techniques are like bled into like the other forms because the the fire wheel is the same thing as the the water wheel that he learned from uh rokodaki it's like literally the same it's like a somersault in the air which is cool and uh yeah tanjiro is basically like chaining combos <laughs> with uh all the all the different sun breathing forms kind of cool He's trying to get a, a perfect combo in. 
yeah, he's uh, been training with the top FGC community members. He's uh, going to get that infinite combo. He's been maining a lot of Bayonetta pre-patch. <laughs> he's got all the things in the works to beat Muzan. Yeah, man. Yeah. This is Marvel 3. He's about to tag in Gyu after. <laughs> yeah. uh. not, not with that arm missing. but uh, I'm not sure Gyu can handle the post-meta game now. He cannot. He needs a. He needs a patch. Yeah, though really, we gotta nerf this Muzan, man. Oh man, yeah. And uh, basically, uh, Tanjiro's thinking to himself, "I will connect the forms since that's how they're designed." And uh, isn't that right, Yorichi? I'm gonna connect them all, and I will do all twelve forms, which is like nice. Like you see a, a look of determination, and uh, right before is like a panel of like. Yorichi smile, which I can tell it's like it's supposed to be like a like mini flashback to like that same panel from in the same chapter, but the fact that it's from like a far far away shot, it it looked kind of out of place to me. <laughs> like I just see like a the panel of like him smiling, and then there's action surrounding it. It's just kind of funny to me. Yeah, it's off putting mainly for me because it's like there's no backgrounds mm-hmm. in that one panel, and all the other ones have backgrounds, and he's just smiling. Well, it looks like uh, you, you you see like those little those little lines in uh, on like the darks on like the blacks of like his hair and stuff. It makes it look like a Polaroid. It kind of does, yeah. I guess that uh, film grain effect, but uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh the end of the chapter. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, we finally realized what the thirteenth form is. It's literally just all the forms together. It's a combo. Yeah. It's a killer instinct. He has to get a ultra combo. The ultimate combo. Like the final smash attack. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, it's like trying to do an astral finish in Blaze Blue. Just gotta get all the pieces together. I think uh I guess it was kinda obvious that uh he was gonna he was gonna see like the rest of the forms like up close as uh as he was still as uh, like Sumiyoshi's memories or whatever, um, I didn't realize though like it would happen like like that like uh, it was because his wife and his daughter was just like, oh can we see oh look the cool sword forms like yeah it's a lot more straightforward than you'd expect because of course like going into this we know that Sumiyoshi was gonna learn the forms from Yorichi that was obvious mm-hmm. but like you'd think that'd be more like uh more barriers to that happening but it's literally like Sumiyoshi's wife being like hey let's see the forms and Yorichi's like okay I got ya here are all these good dope forms memorize them it's surprisingly wholesome cause then uh, Sumiyoshi was just like listen I know I know you're like a quiet person and you're basically going off to like your death but uh, I want to like preserve what you created so that your memory will basically live on, which is kind of dope. I like that a lot. Yeah, I mean, it really goes back to what we heard Yorichi say earlier in Kokoshibo's flashback, where it's like, even if they don't have proper descendants, their ideology and the, the lessons that they've learned will be passed on to the next generation somehow. And, like, even though Yorichi wasn't seeking it out actively someone still wanted to pass on 
Yorichi's life and history onto their own family just because of how great of a person he was and just the impact that he had on the people around him. And I think that's really kind of, that's really a kind of a great and emotional message. Yay. Yeah. I think uh, it also, it ties in well with the fact that like, uh, demons are like these really long lived creatures or whatever, but the demon slayers have been like, basically surviving by passing down everything over such a long period of time. And it's just that thing we were talking about back in like our first episode about uh, passing the torch to the next generation or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of been like a running theme at this point in the recent parts of Demon Slayer. But it's yeah. one that I think is like nice to have. And I think it's kind of the prime example of what passing on the torch really represents. Yeah. Passing on the sun breathing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Gosh. But yeah, I mean, obviously this isn't going to go perfectly for Tanjiro. Like, that would make the fight end way too quickly. So I'm curious to see, like, what is the struggle that he's going to face in trying to achieve the 13th form? Because, like, on paper, linking all the 12 forms sounds, like, easy-peasy. But, like, obviously Muzan's, like, at peak performance, and he's gonna try to stop Tanjiro from doing that. I think uh, part of it is gonna have to be the fact that he's still injured, obviously, and he keeps on getting nicked. Like, uh, even, like, uh, like his arm, this chapter, got, like, slashed on the side. Um, he's gonna need for... Uh, I guess Nezuko to like basically I don't know because she's cured so I don't know what the hell's gonna happen I feel like somebody's gonna die yeah I mean someone's probably gonna die that's kind of been happening for a while I'm guessing we'll probably be more of those 12 pillars because you know sacrifice and whatnot I mean they're already dying (laughs) oh well, more of the popular ones, I guess. What if they uh, kill off Inosuke? Oh. Imagine the fan riots. Yes. I think... Suck. I mean, if they killed off Sinitsu, it wouldn't be as much fan riot. If they k- killed off Zenitsu, people would just, like, brush it off and be like, eh, whatever. He wasn't that good anyways. He was just a dollar store Miroku. Oh my gosh. But if Inosuke dies, we'll see people in boar costumes outside Shueisha's offices. I feel like the dollar bin Moroku comparisons didn't become a thing until the anime came out. It really didn't. And I like Zenitsu. He's not he's not a dollar store Moroku. But uh yeah. Do you think um the fact that like Tanjiro has been pushing himself for so long and uh Suppose, well, like, after Muzan is gone, there's gonna be basically no more need for Demon Slayers. What if, um, in this fight, like, as he takes out Muzan, he, like, martyrs himself? Like, he dies, you mean? Yeah. And, like, Nezuko's human, but at, like, the cost of her brother. That would be interesting. Like, he would, he would literally pull, like, a Ashita no Joe. Yeah. Uh, I'm not I don't know. pain again. Yeah. 
That's something I didn't think of, but honestly, I think that's plausible. I, I mean, I do feel, though, that even though Tanjiro knows how to do the 13th form now, he's still going to need Nezuko's help in some way to really deal, like, a final blow to Muzan. She hasn't done anything in a while. Yeah, she, she's she been, like, sadly absent for most of this arc. But I feel like the series up to this point has kind of established this being a conflict where the siblings face it together. So I feel it's kind of necessary for her to be there for this final battle. Do you think, um, even though she's cured, that, like, maybe there's something in her blood? Maybe. I mean, the thing is that she's not cured yet. Like, she still is, like, displaying her, like, demonic powers. Right. So, the question is, still, is that X factor with, like, Tamayo's antidote. Because, obviously, I think, as most people expect, it's probably not a dud. There's probably some other aspect to it that we don't know that's actually taking place within both her and Muzan's bodies. That's true. But the question is, when is that going to cause a physical reaction? And what exactly is it? And I think as we kind of near even closer to the climax of this battle, that that will come into light. Yeah. What if it's like a... I don't know, like the, the antidote works in like a weird way where even though like Nezuko took it and so did Muzan, if Muzan makes contact with Nezuko's blood that's going to activate something because it's like both made contact with the antidote, but maybe, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Me neither. Gasp! Sakaki has shown up! Ah. He has risen. Is he zombie? So, so Sakaki, are you alive? Yeah. Use me, Lord, as human shield for zombie. We have confirmed that Sakaki is alive. It is a glorious day. Yo, you can hear me, right? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. I was, yeah, I, I was like, I was bullshitting. We've <laughs> been making theories to buy time. Yeah, I like fell asleep, so. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, I texted you and called you just like to make sure you were okay. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I see it now. Yeah, no, I like, I like blacked out. <laughs> That's what we assumed because you mentioned that you were gonna take like a nap or something, and you weren't sure if you're gonna wake up in time. So we were like, okay, he probably just overslept. It's fine. Yeah. I didn't actually sleep until like nine, so, because I had a lot of other things to do. I was like, okay, I can wake up in an hour. That didn't happen. That's me every time (laughs) I try to do that, and then it ends up being like seven hours. Yeah, so that that really didn't happen. But then I don't, I don't, I have my phone on silent, so... Like, it vibrates, but it doesn't ring. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, so we've already finished, like, recapping the chapter. So what what did you think of it? Because we've already kind of went through our thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty straightforward, I feel like. I mean, we, we, get, we get, you know, Tanjo. I, I will admit Tanjo is inc- incredibly badass this chapter. <laughs> like... I this is a side of him we I don't think we've like we've seen him get angry <laughs> and do cool you know, do the cool shonen thing like now I'm mad, I'm gonna show you something. And then, you know, but this is like a whole chapter of that and I also kinda like that. 
it's a, like I feel like in another series this would have been like several chapters of him recapping what he was doing when he was asleep. But yeah. I like that it was very concise. Very much like, okay, this is what you need to know and this is what I'm about to do next. This is a transitional chapter in every sense of the word, but it was a very well done one. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. How do you feel about like the thirteenth form basically just being a combination of all the twelve main forms. I feel like it's thematically relevant. Like, I mean, especially the way, again, the way it was explained, like, I feel like one, definitely one thing Gotoka is good at is, like, explaining away some of this stuff that otherwise would feel kind of contrived. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they do a very good job of, like, making it in a way where it's like, okay, I mean, that makes sense. And a lot of it's been hinted up until now, too. Yeah, Allison pointed out that uh, on the panel where it shows like all the names of the different techniques uh, in like a circle, it makes like a sun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely, I see that. I see that. I didn't realize it until she brought it up, and now I just feel dumb. I mean, I didn't pick I that up either. I just think of, it's cool. I mean, I looked at it as like a fire wheel, not the sun, but like. I, I that the sun works. I, I think that it's definitely more. It's a little closer, but I was like, yeah, it's like a wheel of fire, you know. Yeah, I was looking at it, I'm like, ooh, a circle. Circles are cool. Like it's oh, it's yeah. cool because it's like, oh, look, the rays of the sun, and it, it matches the earrings. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, earrings. And then yeah, a lot of the attack names have to do with sun, like too, and, and radiance and stuff like that. Oh, I'm like looking at the kanji. All of these, they're, these are pretty impressive. Sun hit dragon sun. Oh, okay, yeah, that was something I was curious about because I'm assuming a lot of that derives from the like original kanji for the moves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at them now. I'm seeing like the benefit radiance. I'm just seeing like radiance written twice, but of course it's cut off by like the box. But that's really interesting. Setting so they're pretty. Some of them are pretty like straightforward. Yeah, like, their fire wheel is literally fire wheel. Yeah, and then burning bones is literally burning bones, like uh, raise, raging sun. That was interesting. It's not like I. I mean, I definitely don't want to um, say any. I. I definitely don't want anybody to be like, oh, they mistranslated or whatever. But I just find it interesting, like raging sun, especially since I'm no expert on kanji. There's no such thing as that, but. Um, it looks like it's like a crimson mirror, the raging sun one. Like, like the last two countries look like they might be like crimson mirror, but I'm not sure. De- definitely don't take my word for it. Uh, I know. I see the crimson one. Yeah. Yeah. And the bottom one might be mirror, but I'm not sure. But uh, isn't like the first one before the, the sun like angry? Yeah, that's definitely like like anger. Like yeah. definitely 100% anger. Like, and there are definitely different ways that they write sun. Like, sunflower thrust, that's definitely that's definitely what that says. Like, it's very straightforward. Sunflower th- thrust. Um, fake rainbow, I like that one. It's more like, well, I mean, fake's not wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely splitting hairs here. It's more like illusionary, but, I mean, fake, illusionary, yeah, you can hear it both ways. <laughs> Actually, illusionary day... Illusionary Sun Rainbow, maybe? Hmm. Because, I mean, the illusion is there, sun, and then rainbow's like its own kanji. So, sun's in the middle there. Hmm. 
That's interesting. And then like this one, like solar heat haze. I, I don't mean to like take up full time with this. I'll move on after this. But uh, yeah, solar heat haze is like flying ring sun fire. So that's also interesting. I mean, definitely there's a thing where they um where the translation kind of tried to spice it up a bit. Otherwise, it probably would read pretty. It, it would be pretty redundant. <laughs> Clearly, we need to get John Wary on here to explain all these translations. I would love, like, that would be one I would try not to, like, sleep through. <laughs> I would be, like, I would set my alarm and make sure to be there, because I would love to talk to, like, an official translator. <laughs> but, yeah, no, um, and also, I like that, um, Tanjiro's whole thought process, too, was, like, rather than saying, I have to do everything that Yoruichi could, everything Yoruichi did, he's like, what could I do that he couldn't? Like, there's yeah. definitely a sense of a humility that Tanjiro here has that you don't see too much in Shonen manga. Like, he's not trying to be Yoruichi, far from it. He's like, dude, I can't be that guy. I could try. to be. That's I definitely could, the best part. Yeah, it's like I can do what I can do, but I can't be him. <laughs> yeah, and it's the fact that like, uh, sorry to cut you off. It's no. the fact that like he's doing his own thing. Uh, he's trying to figure out his own answer to it, and in the process, that's what that's what like leads Muzan to say like, "Oh wow, it's like his spitting image or whatever. It's a ghost." Like, that's the yeah. best. That's the best kind of message where it's less like, even if you. Even if you're not like uh, aiming at at the start to like copy someone or whatever, as long as you you find your own way of doing things, uh, you'll be able to do it properly. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, something Tanjiro said similarly in the Entertainment District arc, where he's kind of realizing that he can't really master water breathing, or and he's like struggling with sun breathing, so he's realizing I can't try to emulate. Orokodaki or Giyu. Um, I have to try to define myself in my own way in my in my breathing techniques. I really love it in Shonen Mago where like the the main character has his heroes and everything like that, or hers. They are heroes, let's put it that way. And then they realize somewhere along the line that they're like, wait, I can't be that person. I mean, they're great and everything, and I love them and I look up to them, but I can't be them. I always like that epiphany, and then they always say, "Okay, but what can I do for myself?" Yeah, it's like it's like realizing that sense of like individualism and like actually trying to foster that. Yeah, self actualization. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Self actualization. There you go. That's the phrase I was looking for. Like, I, I really like that in shonen manga, where it's more than just doing what the person that I look up to did. I, I can you can still look up to them, but do things differently. And I I like that Tanjiro definitely has that, but definitely my my um the biggest thing that I like here is just that we got the flashback. We got I mean because up until now we just last week we had Tanjiro. He got up, you know, he's ready to fight Muzan. I was like, okay, what did you learn though? And I like that Gotoke just made it very concise. It's yeah. very much great. So it did feel like something was glossed over to get back get us back into the fight in time it, it, it we say this every week and i mean you know it's probably it, it is beating a dead horse now but i just feel like demon slayer very much is in command of its pacing yeah definitely it, never, it doesn't horse it never feels like um 
it's going too fast or too slow, even in the weekly read. I mean, I know the last couple of chapters have felt kind of like, okay, there's not much to talk about <laughs> because it's, you know, definitely leading up to something. But again, it, a little, even though there wasn't much to talk about, we were, it was never a thing that they were boring or anything like that. So I, I definitely look at Demon Slayer as a manga that's very much in, in it's very much comfortable with his pacing and not surprisingly, I mean, selling super well and doing super well. And I wouldn't be surprised. And we said before too, that this probably is the final arc. So now go to K. I mean, definitely if they are ending it, then they can go out pretty high. They can go at a pretty high note. Now. Yeah. And they're, and they're taking their time to do so. Yeah. Yeah. If this really is it, which is likely. But yeah. Looking, I, just basically, uh, one other thing I wish that we could... Uh, one other thing that I was just thinking about is, like, how much... We touched on this before, too. How much things have been, like, uh, passed down through generations and everything. I did like being able to see that. Like, just how that happened. Hey. You just, like... Because before, up until now... Because up. <laughs> up until now, it's just been kind of like, okay, this was... Sent, you know, it, it's we were told. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. That's, but it's it's nice to see it happen, you know. Yeah. Where like Tanjiro and um, you know, in the flashback, it's like we won't we won't let anybody. You know, I just looked at panels where it's like your life isn't without value. You know, you you shouldn't think that you didn't accomplish anything, and we'll we'll pass down everything. I, I just love that he, saying those things is nice, but doing it like now it really does feel like Yorichi's despite everything, is still living on with us because, like, they made a promise, and you can see that that promise has been passed down through all these years. Yeah, I was mentioning it earlier, but it's a really just heartfelt moment, like, especially since, like, you we know that Yorichi did not have a pleasant life, and his life kind of ended on a sad note, but when you think about how much of a legacy he had, it kind of gives, like, a more optimistic perspective to the future. Yeah. 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 I, and, I, and I like that. I, I, I do like that. That is like, despite all, we've had a lot of despair in the last couple of weeks and it's nice to have a little bit of just the sense of optimism that there, things will get better. Things, you know, they're not, it's not, there is a dawn to this night. Which, oh wow, I got really poetic there. <laughs> Especially when you think about that they're fighting to survive till dawn. But yeah, there is a there is a dawn to this night. There's no such, or I mean, to quote Gintama, one Gintama chapter, there's no <laughs> night without dawn. <laughs> so, like, I, I do like the feeling that it's like, yeah, you know, Tanjiro is that kind of sun at this point, and to the night that is Muzan. Yeah, you do need that sun to light up the Earth and help provide the Earth's rotation in space, gravity. All it is that true. Stuff. Um, I guess like, do we have any final thoughts on the chapter? Uh, yeah. No, I was going to say I've I've said what I've got to say. Honestly, again, good chapter, well paced. I just I need next week's. <laughs> I I need to know where this is going to go. I I just kind of wonder like. Because now we're seeing Muzan kind of... I guess one thing that I will say, not against the chapter or anything like that, but... And I know there's probably more to this coming, 
But yeah, it, it does seem very much like, you know, Tanjiro's at a point where he's pushing Buzan back on the zone. And I mean, I'm hoping that there'll be more to this than, you know, a one-on-one fight between them. Yeah. I definitely, I, de- I brought this up. I definitely feel like there's going to be some kind of impediment and it's not like just going to be him soloing. Because of the fact that like, up to this point, like everyone's been injured, especially like Tanjiro. Like he's been he's been knocked out like twice now, and he's he's been like nicked. Uh, he just he got to cut this chapter on like the side of his arm. I'm sure that there's gonna be something because it's it's like twelve entire like moves that he has to land uh, to basically quote unquote like unlock the the thirteenth form or whatever, or that that is the thirteenth, but like it's not gonna come like that. You know, and back to what you were saying last week, Marion, about it being really similar to Dragon Ball, that feels like a Dragon Ball thing, where he's gotta, like, do this precise thing to get the move out to beat the villain. Like, (laughs) no, no, like... like, Evil containment way. How many times has Goku, or Goku, or any of, like, the Z fighters been in that situation where I have to do this exact thing? (laughs) Except... In order to land this amazing move to hit, them. I mean, it's not just Dragon Ball, of course, but like, I just, maybe it's just because Dragon Ball's the last manga I read a lot of, but it just it does really feel like a Dragon Ball moment where it's like, okay, now Goku or whatever heroes there has to do this exact movement or this exact, he's in this exact situation that has to do this much to get to land the ultimate hit against the villain. And of course, then it just becomes a race against the clock and, you know, doing it just right. So that does, I guess it does give a little sense of um, build up to this fight because now it's like, okay, he's got to do 12. To kill. I mean, yeah, of course, 12. Muzan's not just going to just stand there and let him do it. And I wouldn't be surprised if at some point he gets to like 10 and then messes up or something and then has to start over. <laughs> I told you, know, I, I told him like, like this basically is like a fighting game, and Tundra has to land like a twelve hit combo. <laughs> no, that's actually perfect. And, you know, he's got to hit all the right button combinations. This is like the final match of Evo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time Muzan is like uh, swiping with his little tentacle tubes or whatever, he's just he got to take the hit with the sword. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps teching it. And he keeps like, oh man, that 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 just reminds me. I need to. He has to par- he has to perfect parry it like Daigo. Oh my god! <laughs> but uh, I think Marion brought up a good point earlier about like the fact that Tanjiro's still getting injured even in this chapter, yeah. and it makes me remember that Muzan's like imbuing his blood still in his attacks, and he's probably not like letting up on that. So, isn't Tanjiro just going to keep getting more and more infected? Yes. God, are are you gonna are you are you trying to suggest that we're going to have a death of Tanjiro ending here? Probably. Uh, <laughs> well, not that, but like he's going to get more mutated. No, I mean, I was, I, I, I'm mostly kidding, but yeah, no, like, God, I feel I like think... if this wasn't shown in Jump, it would probably end in a Tanjiro death. I don't. I don't even think that that's like out of the realm of possibility. What goes okay? I mean, I also brought that up. Like, um, one one thing, uh, Marion was also mentioning, like, was like maybe Tanjiro just gets burnt out by the end of the fight and ends like tomorrow's Joe style. 
Actually, I could see it, honestly. Like, at this point, like, Gosuke has just thrown so much of this over these last couple of... Over just, I want to say the last couple of months that I, I nothing is out. Nothing is out of this. I, I don't... On one hand, Tanjiro is the protagonist, and he has some armor to himself. But at the same time, nobody expected us to get two deaths in one chapter. And then for everybody to get wrecked, like, it's one thing to get knocked out by the bad guy, but to lose limbs, which it looks like most people did. <laughs> Losing <laughs> limbs, Tanji's got, like, a mutated growth on his face. So. You mean testicles? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really thinking of testicles. I just thought it was, like, a giant sit. I can't wait to see that animated. It's just in this chapter, for some reason, like, they, they really look like balls. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, they kind of always looked like balls. Nah, it, before it was just, like, one mutated growth. Now it, it looks like it's splitting into two. Maybe that's a sign that the infection's progressing. Yeah. True. It's gonna be, it's gonna make, uh, go through mitosis. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that joke is so gross. But, like, I, I definitely could see this being a thing where, yeah, because, no, there is one there is one panel where, like, yeah, he's splurting blood and everything. So, yeah, I, I do like the idea that Tanjiro's, like, he's up, but definitely, I mean, he's not out, but he's definitely not at 100%. You know, this he's not coming into this fight clean. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I would love to see just where this is going to go. And, again, I, I don't. I don't think Gotoge would really would really make this a one on one at this point, especially because we've already seen Nesuko is coming. So, I mean, now Velor's put it in my mind. What if we do get like a Tanji death scenario? Nesuko's gonna run up, just give Tanjiro a chair. He's gonna hunch over, and then everything's gonna turn white, <laughs> like pure red ash. <laughs> I feel like maybe if this wasn't Shonen Jump, there would probably be a main character death. But it's I mean, like, Jump, so it'll probably not. I don't know. I mean, at this point, I don't know. Like, I don't see Gotoge being kind of like, I don't, I mean, I'm of two minds on that. Like you just said about, said that, like, I'm of two minds. I could see Gotoge going forward and getting it. But I could also see it being a thing where it's like, I don't really think at this point that it has anything to do with it being Shonen Jump. I just kind of feel like it's a thing where it's like, I could see so, to some extent maybe editors being like, ooh, killing off my character. Then Gotenge slams their fist on the ground is like, I beat One Piece! I need this! <laughs> exactly, no, no, I, I, was, I was actually alluding to that a little bit. No, on one hand I could see them, but on one hand I could see them being like, yeah, editors being like, ooh, I'm so sure about that. On the other hand, I could see just like, it's been done in other Shonen Jump series because other authors respect the authors that came before them who didn't do it. So it's always been kind of a perpetual cycle. But then one day, just somebody's bound to be just like, why? Why should I have the main character live? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to do something a little different here and have them die. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of like the last Shonen Jump main character to die in their manga, and the only one I can think of from a major series is Light. Yeah, but Light was the villain. Yeah, Light was intentionally the villain, so it made sense for him to die. To die, exactly. Yeah, no, I can't think Wait, of does, does JoJo's count? Oh, the oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
that's true. The, yeah, Darius Jump. Well, I, I mean, guess let's see here. The last, I guess Stone Ocean would be the last JoJo and Jump. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's weird. Where yeah, I guess technically they did die. I mean, Araki did. Or we're sorry, just sorry for we're, uh, we're, we're spoiling just spoiling JoJo here. So <laughs> maybe Club yeah, but like ears. does that does really count? Because then like later on, Dio takes over John's body. No, th- we're talking about Stone Ocean. Yeah, we're talking uh-huh. about part six, not part one. And technically, even then, John did die. I mean, Dio's using his body, sure, but that's no longer him. <laughs> so, yeah, but putting that aside, like, yeah, like, technically, technically, well, even like in part seven. Well, yeah, but that's Ultra Jump. Okay, fair, fair. I don't right. know. I haven't read Beyond once in the anime yet, so I would I guess in terms of like, Dates like Death Note ended like 2006, so I think that would be past where Stone Ocean ended. Yeah, so that it would, it would be the last one still. Yeah, Stone oh, Ocean fuck, was, that was 14 was, years ago. So, yeah, Stone Ocean was 2001. Yeah, because I, I think Steel Ball Run started 2004, so that, that would make sense. Okay, yeah, it was somewhere around. I know it's early 2000s. I do remember seeing like the, the the dates for it. So yeah, I I just kind of get the idea that that's more just tradition. I could I could see some it being a thing where the editors are just kind of like you know, hey, killing off main character is probably not cool. Not a great <laughs> message for younger audiences. Yeah, it's like jump is supposed to be friendship, perseverance, victory. So killing off the main character really wouldn't. But I also just feel like, too, that the authors just have that kind of reference that, okay, the jump manga I read didn't kill off the protagonist, so I don't want to do that. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to keep that tradition. Now, it's up to Gozuke if they want to keep that tradition going, where it's like, okay, I'm going to have, I mean, I'm going to kill off Tanjiro or whatever. At this point, I don't see a point to do that other than for the shock value, which I wouldn't be too happy with. Like, I don't think there's a reason for him to die unless, like, you know, he's fighting the battle. They they have a hard battle and Muzan, you know, he defeats Muzan, but is too badly hurt to continue to live. But again, we'll have to get to that point to really know. There, yeah, like you said, there really isn't a need for Tanjiro to die. And I think that's the that's the primary stickling point. Like, he doesn't have to die. And for the message of Demon Slayer to be conveyed by the end, I think... It would make sense for him not to necessarily die, because like yeah, yeah, because I mean the whole thing is just passing things down. So to just dies young wouldn't, I mean, jive with that. But we'll re- I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say like uh, if he does manage to pass something down, then it would be thematically appropriate. Fair. Which, uh, what what that could be, I don't know. Maybe it could be uh, the the values that he like possessed or whatever when uh like the whole the whole the whole journey of the story was basically to make nezuko human again so like mm-hmm. what better way to conclude it than uh th- this is just like what better way i'm just saying that as like a turn of phrase but like uh nezuko is human but not just physically but also uh because like she she got like passed down what her brother used to believe in yeah, I mean, no, that, that's I would. Now that you said that, I actually kind of want that a little. Sorry, <laughs> I know, but I wish I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Tanjiro, but I would. I would actually not be opposed. That would actually. 
I actually wouldn't would be really okay with that ending. Like, you know, like maybe it is like the epilogue is her kind of not not so much conveying the story to others, but just kind of maybe talking to the next generation. Like, you know, this was my brother, Tanjiro. Yeah. You know, and this is how he lived. You know. Like, and the thing is that like Tanjiro Tanjiro's archetype of like just the really good guy who is like almost saintly is yeah. he that's usually a trope in like other 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 genres where that's the basically the person to like go out and inspire everyone else to like yeah uh, uh like be just as good as he was no that, and i see that no i i I, get, I definitely get what you mean like and he would be the great catalyst for that kind of story because he was just kind of a saintly figure that just you know he had he burned out young, but he his legend and you know inspiration he leaves behind is enough that even though his life wasn't very very long, still was very meaningful. The eternal good boy. Yeah, I mean at that point it's like at that point you can't. It's like what they say you can't. You you know it's always tough to the the a, a dead a dead man's act. So, like, if if Demon Slayer did end with his death, that would make it very hard for another manga, like, another jump manga to surpass it. So, in a way, if that's what, like, I'm not saying that's what Gotoge wants, or even, but definitely I would imagine that's what Shuisha will want, is to have a manga with that kind of legacy. Like, part of what, we were talking about JoJo a little bit, but part of what made Phantom, Phantom Blood what it is now is the fact that the main character died. Yeah, and even even for the time that was huge because like you never saw main characters really die in a manga, especially so soon. Especially in a yeah, in like a jump manga. Especially where was where was Devil Man at? Was that Jump or was that Champion? That was magazine. Yeah. Same thing. Not really. Uh, No, (laughs) (laughs) like a completely different publisher. (laughs) The manga is not Jump. There's like. A lot of those. <laughs> the Lord's pause. <laughs> There's like a lot of those though. But yeah, no, it, it was definitely I, I would love I, I and there you go. That's how you know on the show we got a tangent. <laughs> but um one just one, because I'm I'm still like partially awake. But um Yeah. yeah I would love to just have been in the room where, you know, Rocky walks in. So I'm going to kill my main character. I would just love to see what the editor's face was like at that time. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I hear, like, the reason why Joseph's design had to be so similar to Jonathan's was because, like, they didn't want to throw off new readers. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So I think that's the compromise they ended up making. Like, okay, you can kill off this JoJo, but your next JoJo has to kind of look like him. Yeah, that, that, I, I could definitely see that being like, okay. I mean, because by the time we, we were talking about Joylene, but by the time they got to her, like, Rocky was pretty well established. So and I don't you think. You can tell from that part because that part gets wild. Yeah, so at that point, I just feel like it were, Rocky was allowed to do whatever he Let's wanted. go murder a bunch of people at Disneyland. <laughs> it's it's going to be fun. <laughs> I definitely, and they just let him do whatever the hell he wanted. So. That was fine, but I mean, like part one, though, like allowing him to kill off main character. I know. I mean, I remember he was even having like issues with them, like being too pleased with him not being Japanese, like for the first two parts, which is why I guess Jotaro ended up having like a more 
Japanese name and setting. <laughs> yeah, that, that would make sense. Yeah, because I, I do remember reading that. They were just like, ooh, I mean, Japanese readers aren't going to get this whole Joseph and Jonathan thing. So, yeah. No one knows about England or America. Exactly. And that's why they came up with Jotaro. And you'll notice that after that, the JoJo's, like, I mean, for the next two parts, they were both Japanese. By that time, I guess by the time part five rolled around, again, Iraqi had been around a while. So, it's like, sure, we'll let you do whatever you want, buddy. But yeah, getting back to Demon Slayer, yeah, I, I, I'm actually really down for Marion's idea. Where if if Tanjiro is to die at the end of all of this, which again, I'm, I'm of two minds on that, but I've already said it. I wouldn't mind it being like that, like Nezuko or his friends, just kind of like spreading his legend or whatever. And he, and then at that point, he would have left something. It doesn't necessarily mean he has to leave a sword style down or a way to fight down. Just him himself person that he was yeah i mean that's it i mean we're we're joking about it but that that really would be all he needs to leave down is just that he was the eternal good boy that you know he was his selflessness and the person he was is just spread through you know the ages but again i i i again at this point it would be it would be to see be seen to see if he's going to do that but definitely with all the injuries getting i don't think he's just gonna you know get up from those <laughs> so whatever whatever happened you know he does get Nesuko's help in the end or whatever i i do think it's gonna be i do think that it, it would it would be disingenuous to me a little bit if tanjiro just kind of got up from this with no real with nothing i mean i i i don't know the way i want to it would be disingenuous to me if he just got up and, like, nothing happened after this fight. Yeah, I'd agree. I feel like something big will have to be in exchange for Nezuko to be turned human, though. At least based on what the anatomy and how moves on, what the deepened blood in her and stuff. Yeah, I can see it. Like, I, th- I, I, think, Tan- I think Tanjiro dying could be a decent compromise for that, but... It's Shonen Jump, so they probably won't go through with it. I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, honestly, that's all we can really tell at this point. I, I think there's enough evidence to go either way at this you know. Yeah, but I guess for now, we should probably plug our stuff and get out of here. So, Marion, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at microwavy, the E before the V. Um, I also have two other podcasts I'd link over there. Uh, one is at Haiku Pod. It's the view from the top, a Haiku podcast. Uh, we're I think we moved from being monthly to like biweekly now, just because there's so much to talk about with the the manga and like the anime also airing now. So peak hype. You can look. Yeah, <laughs> you can look forward to that. And um, I'm also on at Good Friends Cast. It's the Good Friends uh, Good Friends Anime Club. Uh, it's just me and three other friends getting together to talk about anime games and manga. Yeah, that's uh, that's my brain baby I've had for, like, we're, we're nearing, like, the second year anniversary soon, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's fun times. You mean good fun times with good friends, huh? Fun times with good friends. You already <laughs> yeah. know. And, Allison, where can people find you? At meowthanundren on twitter.com. Where can they find you, Vlorn? <laughs> well, first we should plug out Sakaki. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm at Kirovon. That's K I I R O V O N. That's my personal Twitter. Then uh, most people probably know me for my Shonen Sunday exploits, which is at WSS Talkback. Which I mean, the initials are still the same, but now it's no longer Weekly Shonen Weekly Shonen Sunday Edition. It's now Weekly Shogakugan Edition. So. I mean, now it's my goal to try to do more news for all or anything Shogakukan related. You've still expanded most- your turf. Exactly. I mean, I'm still mostly focused on Shonen Sunday because that's that's what I buy every week. But like, I am trying to move on to other like you know weekly. I mean, anything that's Shogakukan related, seinen, shonen. I like to get into shoujo, but we'll we'll shoujo and jose, but we'll see about that. But uh, the Twitter's WSS Talkback. The blog is wsstalkback.blogspot.com. Right now, it's kind of I'm not so happy with the fact that there hasn't been po- anything posted this year yet. But we've got things coming down the pipeline. I hope so. I mean, I've said it on a couple other podcasts I've been on. But I'm definitely willing to work with anybody. Not even willing, but I, I want to work with anybody who's shown in Sunday Mom wants to talk about it. You know, reviews of domestic stuff because, unfortunately, I am only one person and I can't do domestic and Japanese. <laughs> so I, I think my my I think it would be better for me to work on Japanese stuff. So if you've read any shown Sunday manga by Viz or any other publisher. Or even if you read Japanese Shonen Sunday manga or shon- or Sunday manga in general, let me know. I'm willing to work with anybody who wants to write something up. You can honestly never have too many writers. <laughs> no, you can't. I, that's something I've learned. Actually, me and Jacka can't do everything about herself. <laughs> so. Honestly, I'm surprised to get through all the manga that I get for review. <laughs> Yeah, Vilar, why don't you tell them about how you don't have a why you how much you're reading and how you don't have much of a life or anything else? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so people can find me on Twitter at VLORGTZ. I'm posting a bit less on there nowadays because I have an actual job again that takes up most of my time. So right now I'm kind of just posting about whatever various manga I'm reading. So if you're interested in manga in general, or just want to look at what I'm keeping up with or reading, definitely follow me on there. Aside from that, you can find my more manga-focused reviews over on all-comic.com. We're reviewing a lot of different manga from a lot of different publishers on there. So if you're kind of curious about a certain series or something and we're covering it, definitely check out our reviews. And you can find my more Tanami-focused content over on TanamiFaithful.com. We do various Tanami articles and various anime reviews as well, so definitely take a look at those. As far as the podcast is concerned, you can find that on Twitter at DSlayerPodcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DemonSlayerPodcast, and on the Tanami Faithful website at TanamiFaithful.com slash DemonSlayerPodcast. And the podcast is streaming on basically everything at this point. Um, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. So look us up, subscribe, and listen to our episodes. But yeah, we will see you guys later.